The views and opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are solely their own. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of the Spooky Family Podcast staff or any other contributor to this show. Good evening. From the basement of their haunted mansion, here with a lighter look into the darker side of the world, the Spooky Family! Elliot, Dirty, and Beagle. Take it away! <laughs> and we're back with our boy Chris Christofferson. It's the Spooky Family. What's going on, y'all? Terrible, terrible things. Just living with acid reflux tonight. <laughs> uh, COVID-19 Delta variant. Um, I believe there's also a tsunami outside. Well, uh, the sun was in close. my eyes all day. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, well. That's a weird tsunami when the sun can be in your eyes. It's very well, once it was over with, it immediately started raining. Oh, listen, it's it's poured. It's been it's been horrible. So, listen, prayers and love going out to the people down in Louisiana, Mississippi, dealing with Hurricane Ida. That's a... Uh, that's, uh, Alabama, Florida. Yeah, Alabama, Florida, too. Uh, heading up towards Tennessee and uh, through Kentucky, so we're going to get parts of it eventually and uh it's it's not looking not looking too good guys i'm gonna be honest with you 16 years to the day that hurricane katrina hit and uh hurricane ida i don't like god's sense of humor (laughs) yeah he's i I don't i don't think it's his sense of humor i think he's just got something really really against the american government right now because everything's going crazy he's putting joe biden through his paces right like he's (laughs) he's just making sure that he knows what's up yeah i don't think he does spoiler alert (laughs) I don't think Biden knows what's up either. But uh, I don't think any of our administrations for the past couple of years have known what's up. Very true. But uh, that's just me. Uh, So, how has your week been, Beagle? Now, Beagle is, is, this is the first time in about four weeks that we have We have gathered here at the Spooky Castle. That we have all been together in Mm. person. So, tell us about your week. How's your week been? Uh, It's been uh, pretty pretty bad i'm gonna say yeah you've already said that but can you elaborate on why it i'll was turn so my bad. microphone on and make it sound better <laughs> wow. can you elaborate oh well then uh you know um just work related of nonsense um i think know, everybody feels that way though um uh, other than that um i have been separated from uh, my early morning drives commute with with Gertie. Oh, look, they love each other. Um, she she uh, she drives and I snore. Yeah, she. she I am the charon. <laughs> she te- she tells me about that quite often. She mentions the snoring. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. all the I ferry this man across the River Six to work every day and mm-hmm. back. <laughs> Make yeah. sure you take the nickels from his eyes before he goes into his job. I do. I use that for gas money. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, speaking of Gertie, Gertie, how you been this week? Man, SSDD. <laughs> super, super dude, dude. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That took me a little bit. It did. 
But I'm know. sorry. Maybe that's a nurse thing. Oh, I don't know. Is maybe, it? Maybe it is. We'll or, let it ride. I mean, we'll let it ride. Maybe it's a doctor <laughs> thing. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's a secretary thing. Oh, it could mm-hmm. be. What if it is a general in the United States Army thing? Mm-hmm. It could be. What if it is a former Green Beret colonel's <laughs> thing? What if it is a former Vietnam vet who has opened up his own uh, apothecary shop thing? Hmm. Trying to get into puppeteering. <laughs> what? Yeah, a little <laughs> puppeteering. She lost me on that one. Um, it's a private hobby. It's a private hobby. Hobby for money. It's not really a hobby if you do it for money. Yeah, that's true. It'll be a hobby still. We've lost <laughs> the narrative on this one, folks. We went way out. Like normal. Like normal. Yeah, you're right. It's fine. But I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't either. We've, uh, I don't know, but. Uh, I've successfully juked that. <laughs> just did a, little a, real big, a real big plug for a corporation that does not sponsor us, but I really wish they would. Little Caesars Calzone Pepperoni is amazing, <laughs> and uh, you need to try that out. Do you find yourself disappointed by $5 hot and ready pizzas? I know I do. Well, that was until I found Calzone Pepperoni. Um, Nobody? Nobody? The way it looks 10 out of 10. offends me. And I it looks like a cross. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gar- the garlic's already hard to get by, but when I open it up and then I start to burn. It's really like they got something against vampires. Exactly. Like, I just, I don't know. What, what if we were to look into the history of Little Caesars <laughs> <laughs> and it said Abraham Van Helsing? <laughs> Back a in small Roman corporation times. started by the Van Helsing family. <laughs> the mascot is a little Roman. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So all the, way, all the way back to Roman times. <laughs> is it, what is it? Is it like Little Nero? Is that what they called him? No. Little Caesar? Little Caesar. I'm so sorry. I'm having. <laughs> no. You know what I did? You know what I did? Home Alone. Home Alone. Oh yeah, that I'm sorry. I mixed up Home Alone, the poor, the With poor a fictional uh, uh, pizza place. Yeah, I, mean, I <laughs> mixed up a fictional pizza place in Wait, Home was, Alone. Was little with, uh, was Little, little Caesars. Caesars around when Home Alone was filming? Yeah. Yep. So was that a takeoff on Little Caesars? You think? I think so. But the in way my brain, that the, uh, I thought that the way that the car for some reason in my mind when he hits the statue and it falls over. Dominoes is the only thing that comes to mind for me. Like it just like, like it fell over. Like, like I can only see that. No, I think they had like an Italian flag and Pepsi that was lit up on the because top. they knocked the Pepsi over, right? Yeah, well they knock he he knocks Pepsi over and it lands on the passports and the tickets and the Folks, dad's mm-hmm. dr- trying to drown but he throws uh, Kevin's away. It's September. Don't make me go home and watch. Spoiler alert! No, I will explain out. to you the plots of both movies. Then there's no other no, ones after two. No, I will uh, explain that to you all ex- three. No, sir. Is no, there a third you. one? I've there's never, a third one. There is not that. a third Home Alone movie. Wait, so wait, is there? Is there not? You're all there. Is there is not. There's a third. There's not. She doesn't want to accept There's not it. a third movie. We went to New York City and that wrapped it up. Is it? No, there's a third one. There is a third one. Mm-hmm. Does it have any of the same characters? No. No. No, no. Okay. No. I understand. Um, it's it's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I just got, now I want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, you, does it, you have Does it to. have Malcolm McDowell in it? Why do I think it has Malcolm McDowell in it? Malcolm McDowell in the middle. 
Yeah, you know, bro. speaking of Malcolm McDowell, we had a conversation with somebody, and I'm not going to mention any names, but if they're listening to the podcast, they know who they are, that said they liked Rob Zombie's Halloween better <laughs> than the original Halloween. And I, you know, if I, anybody well, is in our mythos right now, they don't know who we're talking entitled about. Entitled to the wrong opinion. Well, it's it. No, I agree. I agree with Beagle on this one. Like, like I, I understand where he's coming from. And uh, it's by the way, it's Snowman from Paranormal Trucker. He he said he liked that one better. It's in an interview we did with him. But uh, I don't do those anymore in the past. But that will be played <laughs> in the future. But uh, he uh, he said that he liked because it got it delved into the psyche of Michael Myers more than the original John Carpenter one did, you know? Because in the original one, he's a kid, he stabs his sister, boom, mm-hmm. he's a psychopath, he escapes. Yeah. But in... I think the vagueness of it is what truly makes it terrifying. That's... Well, that's one Amen, part brother. That's one part. But to me, so. the zombie movies would have been okay if the if part two hadn't happened. Part two killed that. I feel like I... Yeah, I completely blocked out the second one. The, the newer ones, I think, are either as good or might be edging out. Now. That's a big N-O-D. I, I believe that as well. I love the new Halloween. The very, like, the very, the new ones. What, I'm what sorry, they, I have an uh, announcement. I can't make this podcast she, with you all anymore. Danny McBride, yeah. She hates the new Halloween. She thought I hate them. Yeah, she did. She hated it. I mean, I watched it. Yeah. She uh, asked me during whatever. the movie if I could just turn this off so she could go to bed. Wow. I I like the first ones. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, the first ones are good. Um, I mean, it the is. The third one, I think I've told that story once before on the podcast. You're just really when confused. I, one night, one, yeah, late one is night, this a Michael it came Myers on movie? AMC, and I was like, Halloween, I've not seen <laughs> one of the original John Carpenter ones. I was like, I thought it went like straight to uh, you know, H two. Was it H two O at the time? No, no but there was all kinds of There was four, four, and five, and then six was the resurrection of Michael Myers. Is that right? And then H two O. No, 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 no. No, H two O. Resurrection was the one where Buster Rhymes beat him up for whatever reason, right? I'm looking at you, Gertie. Yes, I'm trying to I think this. that's when he roundhouse kicked him with some oh, timberlands yes. and yeah. uh, okay. knocked his head. <laughs> so I had only watched you the know, first two. In all fairness, Buster Rhymes, greatest rapper alive, Woo-ha! one of the greatest. Rappers I think alive. he said "woo ha" and then he kicked him in the face. I mean, I mean, of course. That's what, what else would you I'd be do? like if uh, <laughs> I can't do it like him, but he's really good. Wow, you could, you can't. No, I can't. I know that's why. Wow, you can't. You just no. heard it. I just heard it. Nah, that's pretty. That happened. <laughs> I, had to, I had to try it just to show I was, you I can't do it. I was transported. Is this Twister? Right it, it was possible. <laughs> it's too fast for me. It was possible. <laughs> so I watched the first two, and then late one night, I seen Halloween 3, and I was like, so it's, excited. If you don't and I know, it's a, if you're not looking thing. for Michael Myers to appear, it's an okay movie. But it if you is think not a good up. movie. It is straight propaganda. Like, it's <laughs> propaganda. Propaganda it's for mass companies? It's, yeah, it's against propaganda, basically. Yeah, it's, okay. it's against it's propaganda, propaganda that hates propaganda. What is that now? Is that a double negative? Yeah. <laughs> and then if we're a, back to the positive. If a propaganda marries a momaganda, you'd have a whole lot of gandas. Get it? You'll have a gaggle of gandas. Is it, it a Uganda? Kamala. What? Kamala, the Ugandan giant. 
Okay. Now we're back to professional wrestling, wrestling and we okay. just lost a We must Please save write her. in and tell us how bad we were. She gonna, is our queen. I'm going to kind of update you right now. Uh, if you say Kamala, there's probably only one person a lot of people are thinking of that you're talking about. The only people that I want to hang out with that are thinking about Kamala the Ugandan Okay, thank you for clearing that up. And then I just go out to the Ugandan awesome. Knuckles. What? She is our queen. Know. We must save her. They have. She does not have the Ebola. What? Spit on them. What is <laughs> Where is this? Have you from? all really? Have you all? Hey, Ellie, I think we might need to. Can you run this back? No. What are you talking? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm to our listeners. I'm is sorry that they are. Uh, they just don't. Uh, they just don't know <laughs> the beauty Wait, of it. Is it racist? Because it sounds a little racist. Uh, no, because it was really, um, <laughs> he really it did that really, quick. it really, uh, came from, um, the, uh, the VR game, um, the, VR game. the, the actual, like, virtual reality game that they came out with, I can't remember exactly what it is, what it's called exactly, but the one where Theme they, park. uh, everyone got to use different avatars, and someone had an avatar one day that was supposed to be Knuckles. <laughs> And what um, is with oh, the, the Sonic and mythos? And something happened, yeah. and it became it was a really distorted version of him, and he was super small. And someone just came out and said that that's what he would sound like, and it was called they called him the Ugandan Knuckles. And so he was like, <laughs> "I do not follow this logic at all." Everyone started changing into him, and he'd, and they would go to place to place and find a girl, and be like, "She is our queen. We must protect her." And. <laughs> When people would get around, they'd be like, protect the queen, spit on them. And they would all make the spitting noise in the mics. <laughs> i got to show you. <laughs> After it's all over with, I will, show, I will show the video. <laughs> None of this tracks. I'm gonna yeah. tell you, I don't this know. all come from Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Shamrock uh, Mask Company's uh, propaganda. Mm-hmm. Silver Shamrock. Let's get okay. We're going all the way back. Don't watch Halloween three. <laughs> <laughs> Let's circle back real quick. <laughs> Don't watch Halloween three. I like the ones with Danielle Harris so in them. Yeah, they're. Okay. Uh, what's her name? She's, there was a whole. Uh, there was a whole. Mythos. They retconned it, but th- th- she was uh, she was Jamie or um, Lori Strode. Her name's Jamie. Yeah, she was she Lori was... Strode's uh, daughter. No, was she? Or she was, but they retconned it. Yeah, yeah, you're out. Oh, you're talking about is that the one where she's like a little girl? She's a, little a tiny girl. she's like a baiting him, and she's up in the attic in a coffin, and he comes over to her, and he kind of stops, and he takes the mask off, or she takes it off of him, and yeah. he cries. Yeah, yeah. And then he's mad because he's human, and he starts beating and stabbing That's what at you her. Took from it. And he tears the coffin to pieces. Correct. That, okay, so that's it. <laughs> what You're my niece. <laughs> but Danielle Harris came back in the Rob Zombie ones, and Brad Dorf played her dad. He's the sheriff. Uh, no she one played, cares. She played. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, hot take. Oh, cows. Hot take. I'm joking. I She's Laurie Strode's friend, and she uh, is yeah, attacked yeah. by Michael Myers. But that whole, you know, that movie had a weird. Wasn't there like something she, he she was dies, be, but it takes her a while to die. There was a familial curse or something, the Curse of Thorn, and at the end of one movie, there's a man dressed in black that you see in the distance or whatever, and that was supposed to be Michael Myers' twin brother that was introduced in the next movie, but then something happened and 
they went in a completely different direction. I think that's when uh, H2O came out. They got Jamie Why Curtis would that from, ever happen? I don't listen, what, what happened? What I'm happened to go sure. make them go in a different direction? I'm, it got real soap opera-ish there for a while. Like you think? Twin brothers and crazy stuff. And I don't know. She woke Illegitimate up children. And, uh, uh, <laughs> it was all a dream. Yeah, it was all a dream. And then Comes out of the shower. I used to read Word stuff. Up magazine. <laughs> Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Um, all right, so listen, we're it's we're gonna place. we we've not even <laughs> talked about our special guest today. I know. So we need to do that real quick. Please, we do a lot of that later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not involved in it. Well, well, you're not. I'm sorry, but uh, we'll talk about that after we've played the interview. He so. had to get redipped. <laughs> he did. And the fleas came back with a vengeance. Double dipped. <laughs> he um, went back for the double dip. Extra crunch. <laughs> We've lost complete control today. <laughs> so listen, our 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 guest today is that Christopher Epley, beautiful. the writer of, and I always get this wrong, so if it's wrong, I apologize. The Hillbilly, the Hillbilly Bigfoot, Bigfoot. Paranormal Survival Guide. Yes. Okay. And let me tell you something. Awesome graphic novel. Self, I think self published graphic novel. I don't know. It's, it's great. <laughs> wow. It's, no, 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 literally. It's fantastic. It happens, it happens in the little uh, uh, town of Sandy Valley. And uh, the guy is from around our area. He is a uh, college professor at two mm-hmm. different colleges. Uh, he is the cartoonist in-house at a local... Uh, uh, newspaper. Newspaper. Um, you can check out his uh, website at epplingillustrations.com. Mm-hmm amazing dude he also has a patreon he does have a patreon and you can look that up christopher epling is his name let me tell you something e-p-l-i-n-g e-p-l-i-n-g if you can understand my uh country (laughs) accent when i try to say letters and epling i hope i'm not i hope i'm not like knocking his uh reputation but the nicest dude in the world. Like, I hope he's not How like out there. How would that knock his reputation? Well, I don't know. You know, some people get out there and they're like, I'm, I'm He wants to I'm be a aloof. Guy. Yeah, he yeah. does not want to be aloof. Well, I don't think he does either. But, I mean, he's just, like, seriously one of the nicest people we've ever oh, had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ever. 15 out of 10. <laughs> For sure. He's a repeater. Oh, yeah. And he loves paranormal stuff, which is great. Like, we had scheduled him for a 30-minute interview, and I think we go for, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Hour and something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he's, he's just a really good guy. Completely lost track of time. Completely. Talking to him. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll... I'm sorry, I missed this one. You you actually, really, no joke, you would have loved it. When you listen you to this later fact, with Koala... Every time I do miss it, I'm like, well... Right. You, you missed Tanya. Tanya was a good... Yeah. yeah. That, was another, that was another one that was... Yeah. You missed Chris Sloan? You missed Chris Sloan. That was a really good interview, yeah. too. Yeah. Maybe you're going to have to get those fleas worked out. Or maybe we just don't invite him to any more interviews. <laughs> yeah. I know what this is. Yeah, we might. Who knows? But uh, we will uh, we will be back after this commercial break with our interview. Smooth. Thank you. With Chris Fred. I wish we'd ask him what his favorite Halloween was now. Send a message. Maybe, maybe message next you. time. Maybe next time. <laughs> Guys, you're listening to the Spooky Family Podcast. Up next, our interview with Christopher Epling. Greetings. I have come here to chew bubblegum and... Wait, wait, wait a minute. You can't say that. I want to invite everyone to tune in for our show here to chew bubblegum. 
We talk about UFOs, time travel, conspiracy theories, and other dimensions. Bigfoot, Loch Ness, and lots of other strange and unusual topics. So dive down the rabbit hole with us for Here to Chew Bubblegum. Don't get lost in the sauce. And we are back on the Spooky Family Podcast, and we have a very special guest with us today, an author, illustrator, teacher, basic jack-of-all-trades, Mr. Christopher Epling. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Listen, it's a, it's a beautiful day outside after we've had uh, thunderstorms and floods and everything else. It's, it's nice to see some sunshine. Yeah, I just love seeing like a few of those leaves start to fall and oh. just like man. Hey, it's was... it's that spooky time of year. We're getting close. We're getting close. Starting to see like these Halloween stuff pop up in like, you know, stores and everything. It's like, oh good, bring it. I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. I just wish the pandemic was gone so I could spend some time in uh you know, Peruse spirit Halloween or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the best time. But uh, we are here uh, to talk to you today. Now, before we get into, you know, uh, all the spooky stuff, let, let's talk about you for a second. You are a teacher at UPIC, is that correct? Yes. yes. And Berea? Yes. Oh, wow. And you are the in-house uh, uh, artist for Appalachian News Express, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, listen. Oh, that's awesome. How do you find you. time to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it's like a whole lot whenever you like look at it, um, like just on title stuff. But each one of those jobs, like I'm only an adjunct, so I only teach a couple courses each semester. And then the newspaper stuff. Um, now, that's probably the bulk of my time, believe it or not, because that's every day, Monday through Friday, uh, editorial cartoons. They have like five different newspapers. So there's one for each one. Now, they don't do a cycle where they got a weird publishing cycle where not every paper is published every day. So that's a little bit of a break. So I'll do like a couple of editorial cartoons a day, and then and then I teach remotely. So Berea sends me out to different different schools. Um, I teach in person. Well, you know, I'm I'm uh, I wouldn't say in person every time for UPAC with the pandemic, but but most of my stuff though with Berea though has been virtual from the beginning. So it's a few. It's like a lot of different pieces, like four legs of a table that all hold the table up, sort of thing. <laughs> I completely yeah. understand. And like the the beauty of one of the things that the pandemic has taught us, if you can get any good news out of this pandemic, is the fact that a lot of the stuff that uh, we used to do, we can do virtually now, you know, like yeah. we used to do in person. If the it? equipment will comply. If the equipment will comply. <laughs> I'll, yeah, like we need to be fully up front here. We've had some technical issues this morning. So uh, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's my bad luck uh, moving in it, there. I think it's an old cable. Yeah, it's, it's an okay one. But now, uh, I want to get to something extremely exciting, especially for, uh, you know, I have young children. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And I just saw that you are responsible for painting one of the new bears in Pikeville. Is that correct? Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty uh, interesting uh, little venture. I am. Yeah, they they selected one of my packets, so I got to. I'm gonna be doing a bear for Pikeville. It's that, really cool. That's amazing. How does that work physically? Like, do you have to go to? I guess the site. Like, this is your bear, and then you have to. Or do they? You know, work around somehow? Or it's really weird because um, they have um, 
so the city of Pikeville um, had purchased, well, they, they commissioned five bears, five new bears. And originally, though, they did that a few years back. It's been a while back. Um, then, like, a few businesses around town said, well, we want to do our own bear. So then they started buying their own bear. So they started popping up everywhere, right? But there's, look, there's a couple of cows. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say which ones, but. Um, but the city, I had no idea that I had to pick the, my bear up myself. Oh. So I sent my pack. Yeah, because I, I had no idea about this. So here they are telling me when I go to pick it up, like they're like, well, listen, you know, we have these made in Michigan. And they take about six months to get here because of everything with the camp pandemic. It's a backlog, right? Right, right. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got four zip ties, I think. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to get this in the back of a truck and be flying down US 23. <laughs> and this thing haul out the back of it, crush through the cab of it. I always think like horrific things happening. I'm the exact same way. Don't worry. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I'm like responsible for a vehicular manslaughter and a $4,000 ceramic bear. (laughs) But what a way to go if you get crushed by a (laughs) $4,000 ceramic bear, you know? Especially if it was painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, we won't, we won't, we won't, uh, like go too into what your bear is going to be and all that stuff unless you want to. But, But I just think that's awesome. Uh, my Thank little boy you. loves to go and look at all the little bears when we're out. Uh, he loves to go Pokemon hunting. So, yeah, and they're usually they're marked as a Pokestop. Yeah, so exciting. we always. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> so we always go and check those out. But uh, he, yeah, they are. he enjoys those thoroughly. So I was excited about that. Now, cool. uh, Thank you. Yeah, that, that's great. Now, let's talk a little bit, too, before we get into the spooky stuff and, like, your history with spooky stuff. Let's talk about uh, what led us to this interview. And that is the Hillbilly Bigfoot Paranormal Survival Guide. Now, let me tell you when I say that I thoroughly love this book. I think it's fantastic. What what was your inspiration for this? Well, that's a good question. So, so originally, so I've been working also, I illustrate other people's books for them, and I've been doing it since like 2011. And um, so I'll do like contract work. So like right now I'm working for a book, for a guy in Georgia, his name's Dwight Schuler, and it's called um, Prison School, and that's eighty-some page of graphic novel, and it, the contract's like two years. I have two years to finish this book, so I'm the inker and pencil. Wow, so that's, and that's a lot for for our listeners who don't understand to to be the inker and the penciler on it is that's a lot of work, right? Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yes, and and so I'm about I think out of eighty pages, I'm on like sixty-four, something like that. Wow! So, hey, so I'm all, yeah, all but done. Go ahead. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> Seems like to uh, me, but not for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's a long project. So I'm always like working on other people's stuff, and, and I'm always in. So the only thing that I've really done of my own was like my first book that I did way back at UK back in 2000 and like 10, 11, and then. Um, you know, but I'm always, I've always sketching my sketchbooks like to get stuff out because even though you're drawing all the time, you're not drawing your own stuff, you know. Right. And, and I would always come up with these characters like the Samurai Grandma and, um, <laughs> this is <laughs> based on my grandma. Cause my grandma lived in Eastern Kentucky and there's a lot of old regular Baptists here and they always, <laughs> they all, they don't, oh, they don't the believe bun. in cutting their hair. The bun, yeah. yes. Yeah. I never, <laughs> never kind of put that together. That is, it, that's similar. It, it's almost like Samurai in a way. No, I don't know why I thought of that, but then I just drew my grandma one day holding a samurai sword, and I'm like, that is, that's fun. And then, so then about my paranormal, my love for the paranormal, you know, coupled into the sketchbook and um, um, sketching, 
led to me drawing this little mini comic, literally a trash can comic, because uh, I'm inspired a lot by underground cartoonists. Yeah. Or get Gary Panther, uh, Chris uh, Chris Ware, Daniel Klaus, uh, you know, Crumb, a little bit of um, Crumb's work. His, his stuff can get a little wild, but <laughs> I like his I like his technique though. The real nice cross hatching. Edward Gorey, if you're familiar with Edward Gorey. I'm not, but okay. As a paranormal uh, podcast, you guys have to look up Edward Gorey. He did a book, not to diverge, but just to tell you the type of work he did. So he was an illustrator that lived up until black, I think in the in the I think late '80s, early '90s, and he did a lot of work in the '70s, right? And he did this book called the Grash the Gashley T- Gashley. Crumb Tinies. It's an out. Teach kids the alphabet. So it's A is for apple, B is for bear, that kind of thing. But but Gory was dark. He he drew in this Victorian style era mystery theater. Um, if you ever watched the PBS opening to, I think it was called Mystery Theater. Uh, you would see the tombstones and the bats and stuff, and that was his work. Oh, that's um, I love that kind of stuff. It's amazing. This is this <laughs> alphabet book is about. And this is dark. This alphabet book he did was like A is for Alice who was eaten by bears. B is for Basil who fell down the stairs. <laughs> it's kids. Oh, it's how kids die. Oh. I mean, it's it's all black and white, <laughs> heavily hosh, heavily cross hatched, heavy inks in it. And this book was an alphabet book about how kids in it die. And this book was published by Penguin House by Penguin or. You think something like that flying today? There's no, no way. No, there's no way. But that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's a great thing. Like we'll definitely look into that. Um so Gertie, that's my wife, uh, she is she is an artist by trade. Uh, well no, not, by trade. not by trade anymore, but <laughs> she she originally started to be an artist. And so she's real big into uh, comic artists, and we look at you know like Jim Lee and uh, Jay Lee, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. you know uh, I love Jay Lee's Dark Tower stuff. That's yeah, one of my favorite. Oh yeah, that yeah. stuff's awesome. But yeah. so that that's that's more along the lines of what you know we we know a oh, little like, bit about. Well, I like Basil Gogos too. I love horror art and stuff like that. But you know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome stuff. That's that's like, old covers for um. Oh, what was the magazine? A famous movie monster. Famous or, movie monster. I think I yeah. can't remember the yeah. It's the same font that the Misfits use, whatever, yeah. whatever that one <laughs> yeah. was. But uh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, th- so that's that's really what we're in. But now, listen, we have we have read both of us have read you know the Hillbilly oh, no. Bigfoot Paranormal Survival Guide, and let me tell you something, I love it. I, Billy and Burl may be my two favorite people <laughs> in the world right now. Uh, <laughs> it's you. it's amazing stuff. And Sandy Valley, beautiful Sandy Valley. It looks <laughs> it, it looks so familiar to me. But you know, it's just it's one of those things. Uh, where you know where did you get your inspiration for your stories from? Because I mean the art is gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, the art Thank is great, you. fantastic. But these stories, man, where where did you like? I'm pretty sure I know where you got the math heads from. And you no, know, I did not. I did not. I did not mispronounce anything there. But no, I'm I'm pretty sure I know where that one came from. But the other two, where where did that inspiration come from? Well, I just say now this book has thrown off a lot of folks that have followed me. Like I have a few like like pretty they've been pretty consistent what i produce they'll get one and they weren't ready for me to include stuff you know that i've included in this book because it's way off like left field from what i normally do but my inspiration literally i think came from just wanting to um well there's three stories in the book as you know right right and each 
and thank you for reading it. Thank you. Oh, I love it. I've probably, I think I've read it three times. So, you know. I'm a little embarrassed, y'all. I'm a little embarrassed because, <laughs> you know, there's, it's different. It's, I just want to put that out there. You know, it's different. Um, so, so the inspiration, like each story in there focuses on a different cryptid. And each story in there is supposed to be read almost like an extended comic strip, not a story that has, you know, um, plot arcs and, and, uh, you know, all these like, weird cool writing techniques it's not a full story it's just a glimpse into one episode or one little tiny segment of bill and Burl's relationship at a time now the ideal is hopefully um to do more anthologies where there's three or four stories per book and then what you do is you if you read them it's almost like you pick up a piece almost like pulp fiction where it goes in reverse and forward and backwards and all that stuff yes yeah I, and i enjoyed picking that out we, we were talking about that um the the neighbors on the porch uh yeah. in the bathhead <laughs> book is, is the one that yeah yeah it was it was excellent listen i Thank absolutely you. love it and yeah, and the Elizabeth Pepper. Yeah, my, I'm sorry, my my wife was. I was yeah. muted there for a second. She, which it's not Elizabeth in the book, but we know what I'm it is. <laughs> we know what's you know going what on. It is, yeah. We know those are just on. Spanish words. Yeah, that's, she right. just said. I just those. said the blue. But now let yeah. me. <laughs> that's all I said there. But now I love it, and and it talks about so much stuff that I mean, the the public monster. Uh, I, I saw Montauk in there, which. I love the Montauk Project. That's one of my favorite conspiracy, you know, uh, cryptid, uh, paranormal, whatever you want to call Nexus it. Nexus events. Yes, Nexus <laughs> events. Okay. Um, yeah, but the thing that has to this day, I still talk about it with my wife. It's the funniest thing in the world. Is how you deal with the Mothman. And uh, just the fact that I don't understand why Point Pleasant hasn't bought tons of boxes of mothballs just to put around the city because to me that seems like a good idea didn't it don't it i mean thank you i thank you I, a lot of people told me that was don't understand why that but but it's a moth he's part moth it has to work somehow exactly yeah. exactly i have neighbors who put uh, mothballs out to get rid of snakes and what if, if they, that happens, I'm sure they can get rid of the mothman. What if they build a large cedar closet? Yes. Over. <laughs> yeah, over in Bar over, over in Barberville, they just build a closet yeah. and let the mothman go it's, hang it's out. It's the new under the dome, under yeah. the cedar uh, walk-in. That's it. It's perfect. Yeah, it's wonderful. But uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the problem. But. Uh, just an excellent book. If any of our listeners are out there, tell them tell them where they can pick it up. Where do you? Where would you rather they pick it up at? Let's put it well, that thank way. Thank you, thank you all. Uh, Amazon's good. Um, you know it works well, but um, I would Story and View for me works a lot better. Uh, any the Amazon payments are uh, are just um, they are you know funny how they pay you and right. it, you know it's real weird, but. You know, the, probably the best direct way and the way that I could personalize the book for them probably better be Story Envy. So if you go to storyenvy.com and just search for my name, Chris Epling, or, um, you know, the title of the book, which isn't short, isn't long enough, right? No, I, I love <laughs> But listen, I love it. It's great. <laughs> but no, but thank you for offering to let me promote it. That's, uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh. Either one of those uh, would be good. Yeah. 
Well, listen, the only problem with the title, and there's no problem with the title, trust me, <laughs> okay. is I, I've been on a couple of podcasts lately. Uh, we, we try to cross-promote with all of our little podcast group in eastern Kentucky. And uh, they, they keep asking me, well, what's coming up? And I'm like, well, I've got Chris Appling, the author of, and then I go, oh, man, is it Hillbilly Bigfoot or Bigfoot Hillbilly? I can't remember, but it's it's <laughs> it's, it's an awesome book. Time. Yeah, it's an awesome well, thank book. You. Thank but, uh, you. you need to, uh, you, it needs to get out there more because I love, not only do I love the fact that it's talking about paranormal stuff, cryptid stuff, I love the fact that it's Eastern Kentucky. I love the fact that it's by somebody from Eastern Kentucky. And that's one of the things that we've been trying to do is we've been trying to promote, you know, like there, there's about six or seven of us that have podcasts in Eastern Kentucky. And we're going out of our way to try to like blend together, you know, and try to cross promote and do everything. And, and when I saw that you had this book and it was this topic and you were from this area, I was like, this is a no-brainer. I'm trying to reach out to this guy. Yeah, this is a no-brainer. we got to have this guy on because uh, this is just amazing stuff. And um, the fact that you do, like, work with local schools, that, to me, that's... I wonder why. Why does that make you... <laughs> has nothing to do with my day job. <laughs> no, it's, but listen, it's... What, what do you do? I, I'm... Technically, it's kind of a running joke. We try to. Yeah, be we we always on the show we try to be anonymous. <laughs> but, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's kind of a but, uh, joke that we kind of hint at it. But uh, okay. you can tell me later. Yeah, I've got I've got a I've got some connections. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> okay. But the thing about it is, uh, it's just it's just a beautifully drawn book. It's a beautifully put together book. I, I just absolutely love it. And if you're Thank a listener you. of the Spooky Family podcast, please. Go out and get this book. Let's let's support our local people and and, and make sure that uh, there's a volume two on the way because I want to read more stories from uh, Billy and Burl. And uh, I would like to know maybe if you know where the pepper disappeared before. Is there maybe like the Eric C. Kahn statue? Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you got it. I you picked like up that. on it. That's great. <laughs> That's like there that is a little be, bit of that. Yeah, yeah we listen. Really it's been great. It's been absolutely fantastic. <laughs> But uh, let's get let's let's talk a little bit about since we are the Spooky Family podcast and and you you did write this wonderful book. What are some of your I don't know what got you interested in the paranormal? Honestly, I always had just like kind of an inkling. Well, the thing is, early on, the thing like I grew up obviously in, in Eastern Kentucky, and it's real heavy um, Baptist centralized type faiths, and um, I was I was always had you know involved with um, learning about scripture and stuff. And there was a piece of scripture that always took a couple that always just, just ate away with me. The first one was in the Nephilim, right? In Genesis, the, the watchers of men. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the court. And so that always got me. And then, you know, the part where, when, when Christ comes back and, and Matthew goes up to him and fills him and says, he's, he goes, I'm not a ghost, right? Yes. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because I've made this argument multiple times. Every podcast. Every, almost every podcast is. Uh, <laughs> he gets on the topic of, uh, you know. Local people. Yeah, local people who like. And I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm professing. I'm, you know, redeemed and all. I, I, but. When and people in all and all that, and all that. yeah, I didn't mean it like that. But all this on the right hand side. But but and but you know there is in the Bible itself it talks about you know why would Christ tell people I'm not a ghost if there's no such yeah. thing as ghosts you know exactly like, exactly and then there's the whole witch of Endor you know that part yeah, where she raises the up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Absolutely. I agree 100. percent Thank you. Well, you're well, well, I don't see how people cannot 
look at uh, faith and see that there's a direct connection, if not a, a mainline connection between paranormal and scripture. Because if it's faith based, it's spiritual based. So it's um, you know, uh, it's it's things not seen, right? Flesh and blood. It's exactly. things around us and our senses. We're limited. We're limited to what we can accept right now through our senses as being reality. That doesn't mean in, at all that we've got it all figured out. That only means that we're limited to what we can absorb. And once that veil's ripped every now and then, and this peace comes through, whether it's um, in the form of cryptids or the form of ghosts, paranormal, uh, exorcism, stuff that goes through the Catholicism stuff, and even going as far back as to seeing, like, you know, doppelgangers or, yeah. or I don't know, all this stuff we don't understand. Right. It doesn't negate it that it's not just walking around. Like you walk down to Walmart, go through Walmart, and you know you look over, and there is a Bigfoot standing or getting you know diaper rash cream or something. You know, <laughs> that, that doesn't mean it's not real. That's exactly right. I agree, one hundred and ten percent. I'm so glad you said that. Thank you. You have made my point much lovelier and clearer. His little than, eyes lit yes. up. He got excited. I almost danced across the room. That's all, that's exactly what happened. Um, but, and then you know you got the. Uh, Christ casting demons out of, you know, people yeah. and into the pigs and you know. I don't know. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's um I think it's just amazing stuff. And I always just I'm all that I'm all, I mean, I'm a Christian too, and I, but I've, I, of the folks that I, that I know who I talk about this with, who are fellow Christians, they look at me like I'm real peculiar, which is good because we're supposed to be peculiar people right. anyway, right? Right. But no, I mean, I can't help it though. It's a it's a spiritual battle around us. And I can get real heavy with this because, like, what really fascinates me to death is, is, is this whole um, um, oppression, um, you know, suppression, and then possession stuff when it comes to, uh, you know, demons and whatever yeah. that might be that enters people. Yeah, and uh, and see, that, that, wow. that's one of the things we talked to some uh, local ghost hunters on uh, episode four of our show, and uh, I, I always like to ask people who ghost hunt you know what what is your theory like what is what are you actually hunting and you know they most of the time it's, it's just like well you know spirits of people who have not moved on but uh one of the things that i always think is i think there are two types i think there is um what we call residual like it keeps playing over and over again there's something that has caused this you know massive trauma and it just gets replayed maybe due to quartz or water you know i mean there's a ton of theories out there but then the other one i think is demonic and i think anytime we think of intellectual uh or or an intelligent haunting i think maybe that's something out there that's messing with us you know on that dark oppressive side of of spirituality yeah i could well i could i could totally i totally see that too uh ghost hunting those who ghost hunt fascinate me so much because you hear like, and I'm sure you've heard way more than I have, but um, what I'd like to, if I can't do it, I, I just can't bring myself. I mean, I can't because I want to know, I want to first, if I go into a situation where I get to ghost hunt, I want to be able to know that I've protected myself so that I don't take anything back home to my family or I don't allow something to attach itself to me personally because I already got enough problems as it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <You know? laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it, no, the, the folks who ghost hunt fascinate me. But no, I started listening to Dave Schrader's uh, Darkness Radio. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know, 
an Art Bell. Oh um, yeah, listen, love Art know. Bell. Yeah, and that that really propelled me. So it, from that early inklings into what are they talking about in scripture to um, wow, there's a whole world I had no idea about. You know, right. And uh, so I, st- I just absorbed every podcast I could or every radio show I could from those folks. And um, so, yeah, that's really where, I be- where my work became influenced, though, by, by the paranormal. Well, I'm, I'm glad it did because, you know, it's, it's excellent <laughs> stuff. But um, what have you ever had any personal experiences? My stuff has never been. I'd love to be able to say that I've seen a spirit. I'd love to be able to see that I say that I have, um, you know, witnessed something. That the only thing that I can really say that I've seen is this uh, weird synchronicities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those things that happen. Like, <clears throat> So I've been like been through some pretty hairy situations where uh, the only thing that I can say pulled me out of them was something that was totally paranormal. Right. Um, you know, um, I'll just kind of touch on one real briefly. Um uh, so there's a Russian tank artillery rounds called one. They're one five five millimeter rounds, and uh, there's a huge deposit of these things all over Iraq and Afghanistan after the Russians uh, pulled out there and they sold all this stuff everywhere around the Middle East. And during one of the deployments that I was on, they uh, put one of these rounds behind a, a two inch, uh, probably four feet by four feet square piece of iron. And they ran a debt wire from that out to the desert. And when my Humvee went by, they detonated that, causing this huge piece of metal to mold itself almost like a giant bullet. Wow. And it went, yeah, it was bad. It went through the Humvee. And when everything was, the white smoke settled, the, ear, the ringing in the ears settled, everybody kind of got themselves grounded. Um, I looked around and everything in that, in that Humvee had been obliterated. Including, you know, a fellow soldier. Um, one lost it. My gunner lost his legs. And I'm looking around the Humvee, and there's these these ping holes from where the shrapnel had went in through the Humvee. Uh, the driver had a piece go through his uh, Kevlar into his chest. And when that happens, you see that thing keeps moving around and tries to get out of the body. And and it's banging around back and forth in the inside of his chest between the Kevlar pieces, like a ping pong ball, right? Right. When I get out of the Humvee, I look, and where I was sitting, my the shape of my body could be seen as like almost like, almost like a like the you saw the the shadows left after the bombing of the yeah. pictures of the bombing horseshoe. Like there's my the silhouette, the outline of my body. And all around me are these shrapnel pieces, and I had not a scratch on my body. So blessed. That's the only thing that I can really say that that was absolutely paranormal, right? Right. I mean, paranormal just means anything that shouldn't, you know, not normal or above normal circumstances, and that fits the bill. <laughs> you know, I really didn't mean to take the podcast down a real dark path oh no 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 listen no absolutely not listen you talk that's about whatever you want to that's exactly right that's why we're here we we love I'd, stories like this we love to talk about it i'd love to i would love to 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 see to see something though i really would i say that and i'm scared to death at the same time to be honest with you like oh i totally understand i totally I had a neighbor oh go ahead no go ahead it's okay. well no no this uh, a neighbor here was working on this house that i'm also in the middle of like helping work on 
And um, she told me, she's like, oh, there's a ghost over there because she's sensitive. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? And I'm over there working by myself some, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, what, what kind of ghost? You know, I start asking all these questions. She's like, well, it's just it's a nice ghost. I'm, thinking, it's a nice ghost. <laughs> That's cool. I'm like, well, what does it look like? Did you see it? Is it not as felt it? And I'm like, well, what did you feel? I'm like a million questions because, I'm, you know, I'm, i got to go over there. Right. And she's like, well, it's a little old lady. Uh, she, she's got glasses and her hair's kind of curly and up and gray and wears this white dress. She's describing, now she's not from around here, but she's describing this woman that lived there wow. back in the 80s. <laughs> See, that's... I didn't tell her that because I don't want right. to give any energy, more energy to it. I'm just like, wow, that's, I don't, you're, that don't sound like anything would be over there to me. I don't know, I don't lie through my teeth. And, <laughs> are you, then, are then you sure it's not Bigfoot? Don't Please, are you sure it's not a very friendly Bigfoot that will help me on my adventures? <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, I got sage though. I yeah. got me some sage. I don't blame you. <laughs> the first thing it seems a little hairy if I go over there and work, I'm burning that sucker and I'm going every room. I've thought I've thought about starting to carry some with me all the time. Just, just and you know just I don't keep it in the car. Yeah, I've not really yeah. experienced anything in now, years. Do you, but, do you and Gary do you all ghost hunt? We we don't. We we dabbled in it when we first before got we married. Had children. Yeah, before we had children. Once we've had right. children, like the scariest things. To us is uh, dirty diapers, yeah. Me too. Does any, did you all pick up anything? Anything interesting? Uh, she has a story from Waverly Hills. Um, oh, uh, my story happened to me a long time ago, and I've, I've. Are you talking about when you were in radio? I was when I was working at a radio station. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't really. I'll go into as much detail as I can, but I can't really go into a lot. Continue but, uh, with right. the vague. Uh, yeah, it's the, the vagueness of, our, of my life. Of our background. Um, but I, I was in college radio. I worked at a college radio station, and uh, one night there was a huge snowstorm, and uh, the word came that we had to make an announcement that there would be no school the next day, which didn't happen often. Which didn't hardly ever happened at all. Uh, so they sent me, of course, because I was a freshman, and they were like, well, send the freshman to do it. <laughs> and uh, I went tradition. in, and in the back, the the radio station uh, was located in the back of the building, and it had glass walls everywhere. And, you know, like glass booths and, and everything. So I sat down, and I this was back in the day when it was reel-to-reel, and you had to let, let things warm up, you know, before you recorded and everything. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm uh, waiting for stuff to record, and I look over... Like, I'm just laid back in my chair, and I look over, and I see a man. And the man has a long beard, and he's, like, looking at me. Overalls. Over, well, not, not it's kind of like a, I don't really know how to describe the clothes, but okay. it was it was very gray. And uh, I looked to my right because, you know, I was looking to my left when I saw him, and I looked to my right because I thought, oh, it's a glass booth. I'm seeing somebody's reflection. Well, when I looked to the right, there was nothing there, and I looked back, and it was gone. So I was like, oh, okay. My mind did not process it. So I hit the button and I was like, there's no school tomorrow. There's no school tomorrow. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I run out of the radio station. I f- end up falling down the stairs of the radio station because it's, it, you know, there's like a foot of because snow of on the, the ground. Ice and snow. Yeah. And uh, I get back to the dorm and I'm telling everybody, you know, they're, they're all like, what's wrong with you? What's, you know, because it's, it's three o'clock in the morning. So everybody's up playing video games. And uh, <laughs> they're like, what is, what is wrong with you? And I, I tell them, they're like, all right, you're insane, you know, you're crazy. And I was like, no, I saw it, I swear. Well, a couple weeks later, um, we are in the bottom of the radio station installing a um, a backup battery in case the power goes out that it'll save everything. And we find a picture, like a drawing, 
of this man. Portrait. Yeah. A portrait. Not a drawing, but a portrait <laughs> a of drawing this man. <laughs> and it is the man who donated the land to the college. Gracious. And uh, so, you know, I'm freaked out. So we hang it up in the radio station. <laughs> as well, you do. As I do. Oh, gracious. And uh, there are, somewhere. yes, and there are tons of people for the next couple weeks who stop stopping by my dorm room. And they're like, describe the person you saw. And I, and I tell them, and they're like, oh, my God, we we saw the same person. We saw the same person. Oh, and it all man. it all culminated with a guy, and I can't say his name because he wouldn't want this out there. <laughs> to protect the innocent. <laughs> no, no, I talk right. to him all the time, and he's like, never say my name. And I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> he was about six foot six. He was a former Marine. He couldn't put his arms to his side because his muscles were so huge. Uh, he come he come and knocked on my door, and he was like, uh, "I saw something." And I was like, "Man, meet me at the radio station, and I'll show you the picture, and you can tell me if that's it or not." So he walks up. As soon as he sees the picture, he just starts bawling, just crying. Oh like, and I was like, okay, I don't know how to deal with this because... You just start hugging him. Yeah, I'm just like, it's okay, man. It's all right, you know. Pat him on the back. So that was... Um, and, that you know, that's been my one big personal experience with everything was uh, yeah. was me seeing that. You uh, saw one. Yeah. That's, but that's and, and cool. in my mind, though, I keep thinking, you know... Did I really? Was my mind just playing? Did you, you know, matrix it? Did I, yeah, did I matrix it? Was you know? Yeah. Was there something there? I don't know. But well, I tell you this much: you and I would, you and I are cut of the same cloth, and we are absolutely hundred uh, percent the opposite of Zach Baggins when it comes to this stuff. Because I would never try to confront something, no. or scream at it, no. or dare it, no. or that's mm-hmm. just. Crazy. Collect artifacts and put them in your home. No, that's ridiculous no. to me. Yeah, right. no. <laughs> no, that's unbelievable. No, I'm. I don't even really watch horror movies unless I have to. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Like right. especially with my kids around now, you know. So. Right. And the right. fact that we're just doing this podcast is, you know, like my family and I. That that's what we like. We like to talk about it and have fun with it. Right. But, you know, I don't necessarily which. All all things aside, the uh, the podcast is going to have a uh, uh, podcast <laughs> host ghost hunt at the end of oh. September that uh, we're going to broadcast from. But uh, I will not be hunting myself. <laughs> I will just be I will just, just be telling the uh, results. <laughs> so. well, well, what happened? At, uh, that's amazing, though. Um, like that's that's really that's really cool. What happened with uh, with you though at uh, Waverly? Oh, with Gertie? No, I just we were yeah. doing a, a a daylight, you know, a tour. Yeah. Not one of the overnights or anything like that. Just part of the day. It was daylight at the time, and I think we were on like the third floor. Third floor. And yeah. then um, we were kind of you know lagging back, asking the guy that was the uh, um, the guide in the back of the tour, I guess, to make sure people don't wander off. We were just picking his brain about stuff, and we were kind of hanging back, and I was taking pictures, and I turned and looked in the stairwell, and. Where the door was for a stairwell that didn't have any glass anymore because uh, it had been busted out. And I see the back of a man's head, and then he just nope. kind of goes around and goes to the other side nope. of the, you know, goes like down the steps. And I'm like, is there nope. people here? Is there people yeah. here? <laughs> no. Nope. Is there other nope. people other than us kind of thing? And, and I was like, no. The guy said that that had happened to other people before. But see? Yeah. No, my wife has been there too, okay? And she's like, she's not really, now that we have a daughter too, we're not like wanting to go to these places, right? Right. And, but she had went there, did a daylight tour too. And I guess there's like a, 
she said a corridor of shadows or something. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. I think that's yeah, that's pretty much where we were. Yeah. Well she saw a, a figure, a shadow figure, and uh, said, Yeah, I saw it, you know, with my own eyes. I I blinked and looked at it, blinked again, like am I looking at this? And then it was gone. Yeah. And just stories like that is enough for me to be like, I'm going to sketch this out and draw about <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm going to go yeah. there. Now, our, the, our other host, uh, we have another host. He's not with us today because he had to do some stuff. Um, his name's is very vague. Well, I, I, I'm just a very vague person. <laughs> he had to do some stuff. He, he, yes, right. he, he's actually watching brother. some kids. It's, 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 it's Gertie's brother. We yep. call him Beagle. He went with us one time. Yeah, he went with us to um, Waverly Hills. And there's a part where they ask you to separate yourself and go down to the other end of the hallway and see if there's anything there, you know, see if you Which notice is that, anything. that corridor with Right, the it's the same yeah. corridor. And uh, the guide says, can you, you know, like, do you see anything moving towards the door? And she's no. like, we're seeing people move all around you. And he's like, I don't see anything. And he goes, oh, wait a second. Somebody just moved out of the way and I can see the door now. Well, there was nobody else down that way. No. So And then he just kept uh, walking up and was like, Sir, please stop. And then, yeah, stop. and she was like, and like Wait, come back and he was like, No, I want to see what it is. Well <laughs> he's the oh, one that we uh he's the one that we will send to do all the crazy stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I totally I'm there with you all now. I'm there totally. I, I guess it's just one of those things, it's like it's it fascinates me to death, you know, all this stuff. But it's just um no pun intended by the way. No, I got but it. I just uh <laughs> but I just uh, you know, I guess I wish I'd have done more when I was just Maybe a little bit younger, didn't have a fan, you know, right. a daughter. Yeah. I really, I would have done it then probably for sure. But how do y'all feel about attachments? Though? Yeah, that's see, that's that's what scares me to death because, you know. You just go into a yard sale. You're like, ooh, look at this. <laughs> like, oh, good. I didn't yeah, even no, think that about that. Thing. I yeah. think about that kind of stuff, like estate sales, yard sales. Like, oh, look at this mirror. It's beautiful. You're right. Like and the then you're like, this was 20. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, this is a beautiful jewelry box. Oh, no. Hey, did you all oh, did you all hear about this? That there is a, I, a there, I guess like the the Dybbuk box, Dybbuk box, I guess is how you say it mm-hmm. is. That's like the uber haunted item. Everybody goes to one of them, but there's one in Kentucky too. No, I didn't know oh, really? about that. This thing is crazy. I didn't know about this till recently. It's housed in Frankfurt. Okay, and that's all that all that I know. Let me try to actually. It's housed in Frankfurt, and what it is, it's a chest. Okay, it's an old chest um, that you know was like made in this family for like seven or eight generations. Okay, uh-huh. and it's it's called the uh, I guess let's see the cursed the conjure chest. Hmm. Okay, that's the name of it, and um, it was 150 years ago in a large plantation near Frankfort, Kentucky. Jacob Cooley ordered his African American slave Hosea to build a chest for his family. Because he was really good with, like, you know, working with his hands and making things. Right. So, I guess in the process of building the chest, um, someone that um, the man knew uh, put a curse on it. That whoever uh, puts an item into the chest, the person who the item belonged to will die. (laughs) Okay? And it was for his first—this is really dark— but he had Hosea build it for his first child. Oh, and yeah, this is really nuts. And so like he, um, Cooley and like other slaves vowed to avenge death of their, like a, one of their family members sprinkled the uh, dried blood of an owl in the chest wow. and did this whole ritual, right? 
So this lady that they interviewed, who's like a great, great granddaughter of these folks, said, named off the folks that in her family who had died from putting an item in this chest. So they, they didn't want it anymore. So Kentucky, I guess the historical society, pulled it in and put it into a place there. And during one of these interviews that I saw this person talking about it on the person who represented the chest, a historian, uh, the guy, you know, one of the folks there, like, dared the person interviewing say, hey, do you want to put something in there? The guy's like, there's no way. <laughs> what do you think of the chest? Why, why would you even offer to let someone do that if you know the right? history behind it? I mean. Right. Right. It's like but people yeah. going to Ed and Lorraine Warren's house being like, can I touch Annabelle? Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there's no way. Can I just uh, touch no. That's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's crazy. But, no, that's interesting, man. Uh, send me, if you don't mind, email me that. I'll I'm, okay. I'll look into that. We'll see if we can get an interview or something. That, that's That'd pretty be, awesome. That would be cool because that's directly related to our state. From, yeah. From, you know. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, this we state. We weird thing happened in Frankfurt. You forgot about that. Which one? Distillery tour and the picture. Oh, yeah, Buffalo Trace. We went, we went to a Buffalo <laughs> Trace weird. distillery on a... On our honeymoon, well, no, on our honeymoon, it was our anniversary one. Yeah, it was anniversary. And we took a ghost tour. They have a ghost tour down there. And uh, I took a picture, and there was something. In the founder's in, house. Yeah, in the founder's right. house. And there was something in the picture. I'll have to, I'll email it to you. It's crazy looking. And we've never been able to figure out what it is. It's and in nobody, two pictures, too. Yeah, it's in two different really? pictures. Yeah. And nobody there knew what it was, either. And we so. had a really good camera, so it shouldn't have been a lot of yeah, motion blur yeah, from yeah. people. And, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I did forget well, about that. That's crazy. That's like a very, a very old distillery, isn't it? It's like yeah. the oldest mm-hmm. one in the, in the in the nation or I something like that. Maybe. One of, if not the. I think so. yeah. For bourbon, at least I get. I think. Bourbon, yeah. yeah. We're not drink. That's we're cool. not like drinkers at all. We, we just, just went because we, we, we just had. They were, we're like, like ghost tour. We're like, okay, sign <laughs> no, up. totally, totally. Because yeah. that is the history that I think they actually during the prohibition allowed to continue distilling, distilling because. They were making like uh, for stuff for like antiseptic stuff, yeah, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, they were. That's wild. And they also yeah. helped during this pandemic. They were one of the first people to turn over and start making the. Uh, um, I may know about that, you know, personally, yeah. but I can't expect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Found yeah. upon my yeah. real background, but I may have seen uh, boxes of that arrive <laughs> somewhere. Really? So wow. yeah. yeah, so wow. we we that's just how it is but i mean we we talk about kentucky all the time and about how you know uh, our native ground. dark and bloody ground our native american past and you know uh, one of the things one of our first episodes we talked about missing 411 and about how people go missing in our national parks right. and um we started talking about uh on this last episode uh gertie actually read a story about uh chief cornstalk in uh west virginia oh, yeah. in point pleasant yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, people in our people in our area, you know, they uh, we see some we see and hear some stuff. You know what I mean? And it's right. one of those things that sometimes we don't even acknowledge it because we just push it to the back of our mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I've yeah. had people on before, uh, and we talk to people all the time, and we're like, "Hey, have you ever experienced anything crazy?" And they're like, "Nope, nope, never have." And then 20 minutes later, they'll be like, well, you know, that one time, you know what I'm saying? Like, in, in, like it just, it strangeness becomes commonplace for us sometimes yeah. in our area. And I just, I, that's one of the reasons why I just think we need to, you know, promote ourselves as much as possible because there's, there's so much here. You know what I mean? There's so much folklore. There's so much storytelling. There's so much, just everything. I mean, we have two of the most hot paranormal 
yeah. locations. Waverly really Hills and Bobby Mackey's in the are, world. Yeah. You know, that's true. And I mean, if you really want to get into it, there's places like Frozen. You know, the the school over at Frozen where the Used flood be, happened. Yeah, they tore it down, but. I mean, that was considered at one point one of the you know most haunted places in the world. So that's that that's really true. That's I'm glad you are doing. And also, I want to, I didn't do this earlier, but I want to thank you all for working with me to get me on, and how crazy that was with having to. You're welcome, Lord. We listen. Do. Thank you all. I think we're in a we great position to understand and be able to, to to take yeah. care of that. So School don't worry about that. And children and don't you worry about that. Listen. We we are just so enamored by what you do and oh, the the skill and the artistry that you bring to it that there was no way we weren't gonna have you know like well, we had that to means have a lot that so, means a lot it really does I really appreciate that well we I, we I appreciate wanna, you you know I want to touch on uh, something you said there that my ears popped up uh, Chief Cornstalk I didn't even think about this but so where I live is in the easternmost part of the state. It connects with Virginia and West Virginia, right near Elkhorn City. Yep. Elkhorn City is w- pretty well known for having, it's called like, it's, it's not really as big of obviously, but it's called like the, Nash, um, I guess the uh, Grand Canyon of the, of, the, of the East or something. Yes. But, but they, they have a lot of whitewater rafting there. There's deep gorges. And they, um, they even train, I guess, at one point when they let out from Flanagan Dam, they have really high rapids, and they will train here a little bit for Olympic oh, I didn't stuff. Know that. Wow! Yeah, wow. and here's the crazy part. So, there's connections to Chief Cornstalk here um, through John S- John Swift. Um, he he was uh, there's a legend here, and it's been documented. Like treasure hunters have come and everything. So he he came through the breaks uh, with a with a load of silver, with a load of uh, Confederate silver. And um, I guess when he came through, he marked his marking underneath an old Native American marking on a cliff. And the Native American marking is that of a of cornstalk. Of a they believe it was Chief Cornstalk who came through here. I guess not him personally. I don't know, but this I, this marking's there. I think he was it's Shawnee. Really, I think I just read it. Shawnee. Yeah, I think he's a, he was Shawnee. Uh, he was, okay. Yeah. So there are Shawnee um, hunting camps. That have been discovered along the the um, Big Sandy, which yeah. runs through here. Um, so there's a connect direct connection with with the Mothman in a weird way, even here. And this place in Eastern Kentucky was known as the Land of the Giants, right? I think. Yeah. Now think about that connection then with the Nephilim. Uh, mm-hmm. The connect. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff. My mind just goes in circles. Yeah, and, yes. and the ten foot tall Mothman. That's just if, yes. If, you know? yes. If, you, if you really want to get taller than a normal man, yeah. we heard. Yeah. If you really right. want to get, I saw him in my kitchen window with the red eyes. Yeah. And he was beside oh, the tree, and man. he was as tall if it was beside the tree. Yeah. If you really want to get crazy with this, oh. and I mean, you can trust me because we have. <laughs> uh, like so there's the whole um, Hellier, the connection with the Kentucky Goblins. I'm sure right. you've heard about that. Hellier is literally ten minutes from here. Yeah, we were so, we were actually yeah. over there we last week. We drove there the other day just for fun. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you all? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's, it's we, found, you. we found that gas station from the uh, from the yeah. show, and you found the gas station. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's pretty that's neat. Wonderful. But we we're were like, uh, Brothers Pizza. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we were uh, so you've got that you've got that connection. I didn't realize this until after I watched Hellier, but Alistair Crowley apparently spent some time. In the breaks, 
and you know where I'm talking about when I say the brakes over right. there. And the well, yeah, and uh, he uh, he actually mentioned it in some of his work. You're so no, me. no, no, no. So like apparently, you know, there's a lot. He was lot apparently of, an avid hiker. Yeah, he was, um, and he was that's younger, what he was drew actually him to it. Really, really, really well, apparently good at that. And yeah, I, I think. I know he had spent some time in Lexington because later was not that there great, were though, family. He had family in Lexington, <laughs> so while he was there, well, he apparently traveled east. Well, now I believe that's totally, totally possible because I know what no, but I know of Crowley. You know, of course, the, the, the what is it called, Golden Dawn, and and all that stuff that he was into with the. But there's ley lines, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And these ley lines, I guess, if you were to look at the breaks, um, it, it, it's in a real, real peculiar layout in terms of how things interconnect and somehow. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe wholeheartedly that Mammoth Caves connect somehow up here because the connection with John Swift was that he hid this, this silver in a cave, right? Right. And it was during a very, very, very dry season. So there's caves all along the river, the Russell Fork River that goes through the breaks. And when it's real dry, now they have the dam there, so they regulate it. So it probably doesn't get as dry as it used to because they allow water to go through when it's low and get rid of water out of the dam. Right. But there's a lot of people who's come up here with snorkel gear and tried to go underneath and look to find some of these caves. But I think these caves connect throughout Kentucky all the way down to Mammoth Cave and all the way down south, even going into the mm-hmm. western part of the state. And then you think about the um, Hopkinsville Goblins. Right. And then you think about the, the legends goblins. of what's here. Yeah. Yep. The goblins that are here. And then you think about the connection with uh, the, the Native American leading up into where the Mothman supposedly, you know, right. this, this, mm-hmm. this whole weird cryptid like layout of of how things connect here in Kentucky. Well, you know? I mean, there is the one of the things we found when we were doing the missing four one one episodes is if you take a map of people who go missing in Kentucky and you lay it over top of a map of the um, cave system in Kentucky, it's almost a one hundred percent match. That's crazy. Which and logically follows, you know, national and state parks. Right, too. which logic, yeah, you and know, it logically, you know, it goes across that. <laughs> because of the caves. But the, right. another thing that we found is, so in Scotland, the uh, the highlands of Scotland are actually part of the Appalachian Mountain chain that when, you know, Continental Drift Pangea happened and, and Pangea broke apart and all that <laughs> stuff, it was actually part of the Appalachian Wireless, or Appalachian Wireless. <laughs> Appalachian Never mind, <laughs> the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> It might be that too. It might be that too. That might be why our uh, services are but uh, propaganda. So, so uh, yes, I can't believe I said that. So, uh, so actually, get me started on no, 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 no. I totally understand. So, uh, the Bolskin House, which is where Crowley's house was, which was off Loch Ness, is actually part of the Highlands, where Jimmy Page bought it. Called Black House is actually a part of the Appalachian Mountains. So you know. It all kind of makes sense as far as uh, geography and, and geology goes, but uh, it, it is strange. And then you have the whole um, ideal the of fae it, the Fae and yeah and all that. And our little green men. <laughs> yeah, and oh, then you yeah. have like Indra- yeah, you're right. You have yeah. you know you want to go back to the uh, Mothman. 
So uh, Injured Cold was the first alien that Woody Derenberger met, you know, Space on that uh, Route 77, the Spaceman, in uh, Parkersburg. And uh, supposedly, according to uh, Hellier, Injured Cold actually lived in Ashland, Kentucky. Yeah, that's crazy. Which that's where my no. wife's from. Right. Now, now, yeah. and they had a sinkhole just collapse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we interviewed, in uh, we interviewed Woody Derenberger's daughter Tanya. Uh, Very cool. La- on the last episode, well, it'd be two episodes uh, before this one, and uh, she says that that's just not the case. That that's just not true. That he says he never lived in. Kentucky. That he's yeah. That he says she's she says she's still in touch with Indra Cold, and he says he's not uh, in front. Yeah, that he was not did not live in mm-hmm. Kentucky, but. Um, the thing that gets me is, so if he lived in Ashland, I, have you ever heard of the Paintsville UFO train crash? Oh, uh, no. No, oh, I've okay. never heard of this. So back in 2000, and I should know this date. I We've know, talked about talk it so about many it times. Time. Um, Three, two. 2002, I'm something thinking. Like something like that. <laughs> uh, a train was coming along, uh, mile marker 19, uh, between Ashland and Paintsville, when it collided into a UFO. Now, the UFO was flying over top of an area known as the Animal Kingdom because there were so many different types of animal sightings there, you know, uh, that the trains would see as they come along the route. I guess CSX or whatever. Right, CSX. It was CSX. The the train people call it uh, Animal Kingdom to be funny. Right. Between themselves. Yes, yeah. 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 So uh, it hit the train. The train stopped. Uh, The... UFOs went away, whatever. They took the train to Martin, Kentucky. Uh, well, actually, they took, yeah. oh, yeah. they took it to Paintsville first. They took it to Paintsville first, where they were met by men in black suits, men in black vehicles that mm-hmm. were not part of CSX, but had taken control of the situation. And these are the engineers and, telling yeah, this Yeah, and this is, too. you can look this up on the internet, and there's actual CSX documentation that wow. these events happened. Uh, they, now, they don't say, you know, what exactly happened, yeah. but, you know. Like, yeah. you can look it up. Two little girl um, men were in the yeah. And uh, wow. so, uh, but the fun part about this is that train was going from Ashland to uh, Elkhorn City. Stop it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, there's just this weird Are you synchronous. Serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh. Uh, like, and that's one of the things that. Uh, yeah, and that's one of the things that always got me about that was because. The first words that Indrid Cold ever said to Woody Derenberger was, I'm a searcher, and I'm here looking for something. And I always thought he meant that, you know, maybe it was the Mothman, and the Mothman was something that got loose or, you know, whatever. Now, if you believe any of this, I always say that. Like, this is just fun discussion topics. And I'm sure, not saying sure. I'm a hardcore, you know, like. No, I totally you I know, totally You know, you get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, I believe it. <laughs> but the uh, she says that, but she doesn't. But the UFOs were like looking for something. So were they searching, and what were they searching for? And then, you know, you got the hell your goblins, and like they're going to Elkhorn, and I don't know. It's just a, it's a very, very strange. And then you have the, if we want to get really into it, you got Octavia Hatcher too, which like sure. you know, oh absolutely, all kinds of stuff in our area. And yeah, no, that's a cool ghost story from here. Yeah, Octavia Hatcher. No. The the correlation I think with Ashland are these um and back to the Nephilim again are those burial mounds, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it it's so funny that the National Historical whatever that agency is that deals with like prehistory stuff. Yes. And and, and even like Native American, um it's 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 against the law for anyone, including government agencies, to dig. Um, in these mounds, right? right? Right. 
Now, one can say that this is obviously because it's disrespectful to the early people, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Now, I say that what they find in those mounds could rewrite portions of history. It's very possible. You know, I, I think that Native Americans, every you all know this, every single every single nation, every single Native American, you know, they were nations, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. They all had beliefs of giants. Uh, and some were, I think, you know, even Sasquatch, isn't that a Native American name for Bigfoot? Yeah, I, I mean, think. I believe so, yeah. They all had different names, but yeah, yeah, you're right. And and these beings in this, hist I mean, if anyone out there says that they're a believer in Scripture, you have to accept there were giants. Yeah. And then the flood, here's the weird thing, though. So the watchers of men, the Nephilim, were around, I think in the Bible somewhere, one of the reasons God gives, besides everybody being totally wicked, to flood the earth was because we were taught certain things before we should know them, like astronomy, agriculture, certain things. Like God wanted us to learn it slow, and we were given really fast information, like flooded with how to do it. Right. And and um, so he floods the earth. So he supposedly gets rid of this, um, you know, these, these Nephilim. Now, the Nephilim's agenda were, in the Bible it says something like they were they found the the, the uh, women fair, and they wanted to take you know to to basically mate with women or whatever. Right. Okay. And then they had offspring, who then, you know, were were I think those were the nephilim, maybe something like that. I'm probably butchering this and totally wrong, but kind of like demigods, yeah, like demigods. So now yeah. think about every ancient civilization now, from the Chinese, the Mayan, the the Assyrian. Mm -hmm. Um, they all had depictions of their leaders in the hieroglyphs or in, in any type of thing that they would be able to create to look much bigger than the people. Now, artisans say, historians say, that was an artistic approach to show power just by drawing them bigger. You know, if they draw the one person bigger and the, the people kneeling in front of them smaller, gives them some sort of more, you know, belief that this person's more powerful, bigger, more elite. Now, I'm of the mindset that this was absolutely how they were. Mm -hmm. You know, I think every, every, every civilization battled with these things that were not natural to Earth. And then the flood comes, supposedly wipes them out. Then you have later on in Scripture, though, Goliath. So did that seed get replanted into somehow our genetics? Was there some offset branch caved up somewhere underground? that survived I, I have no idea but i think all this stuff is related to like in some way to one another right oh yeah like an interconnected story and i and i what well, reminds me what's the ancient story i can't think of the actual name of the person from the but i know his friend his friend was Inkadu. gilgamesh gilgamesh oh yeah. thank you i cannot think of the word oh yeah that's i mean that's the tale of gilgamesh there's yeah. a flood there's there's giants um you know, and right. was what happens after you die. And, and Kenu, uh, uh, was a beast man, right. yeah. a hairy beast man, a, a hairy beast man. Uh, that was a giant and uh, or bigger than most people. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, so in uh, Utnapishtim, Utnapishtim was uh, the Noah uh, mm -hmm. stand-in for that. Okay, you know? so, okay, yeah, all kinds well, of all kinds of cool stuff like that. It's know? really cool. Now, what are your all's take though on this? Is there a correlation? You think what? Okay. We, we've already said, yes, there is a correlation, but 
what do you all hypothesize? I know you know it's just nobody knows them, but what do you think the correlation is between um, extraterrestrial sightings and encounters and uh, let's say um, uh, demonic type spiritual activity? What do you think? There's any correlation there at all? Well, or, you know, one of the things that gets me is that the majority of the time when you have a quote unquote close encounter with um, aliens or, or, you know, beings from outer space or whatever you want to call them. Um, I know a lot of people that I know believe they're extra-dimensional instead of extraterrestrial. They're, you know, okay. from another part, another dimension. But there is that smell of sulfur and, you know, uh, the same thing that you, you get when you supposedly have demonic encounters, mm-hmm. you know. So do I believe... <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard for me to say. I think that... Uh, more the the most interesting to me is the fact that most Bigfoot sightings uh, end up having a um, UFO sighting, you know, like in the same area within very close proximity. proximity. And I just wonder if, and I just wonder if it's not going back to what Indrid Cole did say that they're a searcher. Are they looking for something that are is not supposed wrists, to be here? Maybe? Yeah, maybe like tears in a dimension, or yeah. you know, and. Goes back to our missing four one one. Are they like? You know, you know, are those people disappearing? Well, as Tanya in, said, there you know, was the inter, intergalactic council. Yeah, the, there's an intergalactic so council have, supposedly. That's what she said, and they're, yeah. they're searchers for the yeah. intergalactic council. Or are they trying? You know, going back to comic books, are they the Green Lantern Corps? Yeah, are exactly. they trying seeing, to keep? Yeah. You know, are they trying to keep order <laughs> in all kinds of different ways? It's just know? a very, right. it's right. just a very strange, you know. I don't know. It's it's all related, and I don't, I don't think we're supposed to know. But I think the clues are out there for us to look for it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's where we are with that. So sure, I knew going into talking to you all that I was going to go through every single thing I could think of in my mind. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> because we'll talk I, a bunch I, of times. I, with you. Yeah, I don't, we, we don't <laughs> mind we'll talk at all. Off air, we don't care. We <laughs> well, listen. I, I would love to, and I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, and <laughs> I always say, I always end up saying, I don't mean to interrupt you more times, which means that I'm probably <laughs> not a, the best host in the world. No, you're great. You're <laughs> yeah, really but great. you both are great. Yeah. But uh, we we want to just go ahead and give you a uh, uh, an open invitation. Anytime you have something new that you have produced, uh, anything it doesn't have to be uh, paranormal related. Anything that you have that we can broadcast or, or put out there for you. We have a website. You know, we have uh, we have the podcast. We we would love to have you on anytime you want to come on. If you just want to come on and talk about like you wake up on uh, in October and you're like, you know what? I want to talk to somebody about uh, about the Thunderbirds. <laughs> Call us up. You know, we'll talk, talk to you about awesome, Thunderbirds. Man. That sounds that sounds Which, wonderful. On the side I, note, I think that's what Mothman is. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, yeah. That, I'm, I'm going to stay on that hill yeah. until I die. But I think that, 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 that the Mothman is a Native American Thunderbird. Well, let me ask you this though: in the book, did you all pick up on on who I was trying to say Mothman was? Did you? Because no one's no one's caught this yet. I, I want to just kind of. I, oh man! So if you look close, <laughs> if you look really close at what Mothman is putting on the walls when he tags it. Right. Um, and Which, then he says that he, he's spending time when he sends a certain location like over in Britain or England or something. Um, I'm connecting it. I'm trying to say he's Banksy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I pulled the book out and I was looking at it. Banksy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've been, I just ripped 
totally ripped off Banksy's artwork and threw it in there and everything. So maybe he's got a connection to Jack the Ripper. He or she should be (laughs) on. Right, right. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Yes, yeah. In line with the Mothman. I think. Right. Listen, and no. plus, like your your illustration of the Mothman is the best illustration of the Mothman. Thank you. That I can find. Thank you. Um, I tell you what, if you all send me your mailing address, I'll send you um, one of the artworks uh, that I did of the Mothman. Uh, for, you ought to have for having me on. Okay. Oh, Just, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very yeah, no much. Problem. No problem. Um, so listen, it, and I hate to uh, I hate to even begin to say that you know. It's time to go, but uh, we don't want to keep you all day. We know you've got important stuff to do, you know, and and we we've talked about that. But thank you so very much for being on. This has been a wonderful, wonderful interview. I've I've loved every bit of it. Uh, I know Gertie has too. She's she's just excited. She she loves art and she loves artwork and she loves talking to people who have the same mindset we do. And this has just been fantastic. So oh, I've had a ball like you all don't know how many times. Cause a lot of times I work by myself and so I listen to podcasts, obviously. So I've been absorbing all these interviews for so long, thinking to myself, you know, if I ever get a chance to talk about this, it would be awesome. Hey. So here today is my chance. So yeah, I really appreciate you both for having me on. And listen, anytime I, it is an open invitation. You have my email address. Anytime no that joke. you want to come anytime. on, no joke <laughs> that you want to come on and and just talk. Just well, you know, we we don't necessarily. You don't even have to be plugging anything. Like just, well, just come on and we'll talk. We'll we'll get the other host on here. Hopefully he'll be around and uh, we'll we'll just talk all day if you want to. It don't matter to. at all. That sounds good. I'd love to do this again soon. Let yeah, me absolutely. let me explain the picture I showed. you. The picture I sent you of Bobby Mackey, uh-huh. real quick in closing. So, remember, I, I sent that to you, and I tell you, you said that you would tell me of something that you want to happen with you all there or something. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so, so my wife and I were, like I said, we were on our. Uh, I guess it was was our first anniversary, uh, first or second anniversary about? when we went to oh, all yeah. the paranormal hotspots. First one. First one, and uh, we had went and watched. Actually, we had just got done watching Kings of Leon in concert at Riverbend. Uh, cool. But anyway, Very cool. but uh, we were we were on our way, and we were like, "Let's we're going to Bobby Mackey's." You know, we we've always wanted to go to Wilder and, and go see you know Bobby we, Mackey's. We are not bar people too. We are not bar people no, at all. But we, we just <laughs> so we just wanted to go oh, check on, it out because distillery, yeah. Bobby Mackey's. It, there there is a weird you. pattern <laughs> forming there. Isn't there? Yeah. I'm totally kidding. Uh, but uh, but we wanted to go to Bobby Mackey's. Now, this was back in the day when before you had iPhones and, you know, you had Google Maps yeah. and all that stuff. We had a TomTom. Do you remember TomTom? <laughs> I us. remember. I never used one, yeah. but well, I remember them us. being around. We wish yeah. we'd never used one. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so we put the address in, and we were trying our best to find Bobby Mackey's. Now, we'd already been to Buffalo Trace. We'd already been to, uh, you know, a good concert. We'd already been to Waverly Hills. That was the same trip, wasn't it? And uh, we were like, we're gonna end, yeah, Yeah. we're gonna end up at Bobby Mackey's, and this is gonna be awesome. So we put in the address. Well, it takes us down this street. There is absolutely nobody on the street. Mm -hmm. It takes us all the way to the end of the street. (laughs) There is, uh, there is a road. There's like one street light. There's one street light, and it's it's blinking. (laughs) And there's a gate, and the gate is open. And there is like red liquid, like it could be oh. paint. It, well, we, you know, oh, it could have been paint. We don't know what it was exactly. And so we traveled all this way. And, you know, Bobby Mackey's is supposed to be right there on the river, easy to find. 
Well, it took us to this dead end, like uh, we were still in deserted, Cincinnati. Yeah, deserted road. And like every time we tried to put in, like we would be like, okay, well, it's just not meant Rerouting. for us to go there. Rerouting. Rerouting. It would bring <laughs> us all the way back in a different oh, direction man. to that road. To go really? And it was just like, go down this road. And we were like, we are not going down that road. This is a, <laughs> a borrowed Tom Tom. I took it, I unplugged it from the cigarette port or whatever it was, and then I just threw it in the back of the car. And yeah. I and like, and oh, uh, we, let's so, go back to Lexington where we know where yeah. things are. <laughs> so, um, so on our trip, we always talk about like how we were just not meant to go to Bobby Mackey's that night. And yeah. but the craziest part was the scary road that we. And the funny right. part was like if you look down the road, like it was a paved road for so far, then it wasn't paved anymore, and then yeah. like it was tree covered, and we had no clue what was at the end of right. that. But it kept right. bringing us back to that road. So oh, you know that's crazy because I think I know the road you're talking. Now was the road on your? I mean the railroad tracks somehow like on your left while you're going yes. up and down that road. Yes, there was. Okay, I went down the same road, and it was like real broken up pavement. There was like scattered houses, but like deserted there. Yes, Nothing. absolutely. Yes, same road. So my wife, like I'm leaving there, right? We took our daughter uh, for her birthday to the zoo. Okay. Right, and um, so it's like her second birthday coming up. That was a, that was a, that was something else going to the zoo with so, you know the child until turning two. That was, <laughs> that was interesting. But on the way back, I, on our way there, we I passed Bobby Mackey's. So I'm not I'm not even expecting it. Every time that I've heard of Wilder, no one's told me that it's like you throw a rock and hit Cincinnati. Right. I just never I never looked it up on a map. I just assumed it was somewhere up in like Gallatin County or something weird. Right. And. We and always so thought like, it was just like on the right well, of we, we Covington. We hear Bobby Mackey you know? speak, and he sounds like he's you know from around here. And yeah, he does. Of, you think there's a hard line there, and then Cincinnati exactly, starts. Exactly, exactly. And then everybody speaks like they're from Ohio. Yeah, and then the right. Ohio accent starts. Exactly. Well, we're I'm going over. You all know what I'm talking about. On the way there, if y'all went there uh, using, uh, I think it was what was route. Was it doesn't matter, but okay. So I mean, it matters, but it's not important. To right, the story right. right. I come over. I come over this hill, and there's a. Then you go down a dip, and this is the this is the four lane going to Cincinnati That's or it. two yeah. lane four lane something. And then I look, and I'm like, I look at it from a distance. So my wife's there, my baby's in the back, and I'm thinking, man, it looks like Bobby Mackey's. Like it can't be Bobby Mackey's. So I'm on my way now to the zoo, going up there and staying for a couple of days. I'm passing it, and it was. I freaked out. I'm like. There's Bobby Mackey. She's like, I thought you were going to hit somebody or something. Like, no, that's Bobby Mackey's. Bobby Mackey's. I'm like, we've got to go there on the way back. She's like, okay, okay. So we're leaving. We're on our way home. We're, you know, long trip, kind of trip. We're a little bit tired anyway and all that stuff. And I talk her into it. Um, she's like, okay, fine. So <laughs> I put it in the GPS. I hit the same road you did. I'm going up like, she's like, we're nowhere near where we were supposed to be. But, but luckily, I think from, you know, from now, from Tom Toms, you know, it's gotten, it did. Thank goodness, like, you know, the iPhones did correct itself right. and better. And, but anyway, we end up getting there, and I stopped. Now, my wife is sort of into the paranormal, but not as much as me. And and I'm like, okay. She's like, I'm not getting out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she, she said, you park up there above it in that gravel lot, not near it. I don't want to park near it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. We don't so need any no proximity. On, no proximity. We don't right. need any bleed right. on dark water. Right. Oh. So, I get out and I go up to the door and I peek in through the glass and I'm seeing all these different 
things that I remembered from these shows that I've watched. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk around. I go around the building. No one's there. I'm by myself. I'm probably trespassing at this point. <laughs> and I, I go I go around back, and I look up, and I'm thinking, well, that's probably where what's-his-name apartment was. And, right. Oh, and, yeah, and I go glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And I go around all the way to the side, and I go to the door now that's supposed to be where, like, the most haunted. Like, you could see, like, it's like almost like a garage door in all these uh, episodes where they've caught on. And I'm like, that's where – that inside there. That's where the whale is. That's got to be where the, the whale is. The portal to hell, as Zach <laughs> Baggins says. Yeah. The portal to hell. And I'm like, okay. I, I felt, though, at this point, like I felt surreal. It was like a different, I don't know, it's like one of those things, like almost like if you've ever watched, an, like been during an eclipse. Yeah. And that just surreal, feel, like a solar eclipse. Have you ever, ever felt that before? Like, have you yeah, just, yeah. It's it just I can't really explain it. That's the closest thing I can like say. Like oppression and your vision is <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. And yes, yeah, yes. I felt that. I touched the lock, and as soon as I did, I started walking away, going by the blood of Jesus Christ. Look, <laughs> by the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, this is just I think me I've touching heard the Elliot, lock. Uh, I, that I have, I have said times. that many times. Yeah, <laughs> it, but I mean, it was crazy. It just is that crazy. To think about all the things, you know, that that we have near us, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Trans-Allegheny's right. not that far away, you know. It's just all these different yeah. places. But thank you so well, much, Mr. Epling, for being on the podcast. We absolutely let, – let's tell everybody one more time where they can pick up your book or any of your work, any of your work. Well, you can check out everything that pretty much I've done um, by going to my website, and that's just my name uh, dot com. Not literally my name. My, my name ChristopherAppling.com. Don't go to my name dot com. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like those old days when uh, uh, I don't even want to bring that up. Go ahead. Yeah, go right. ahead. Go you ahead. know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, ChristopherAppling.com and then Amazon. Just just search for that giant long title, The Hillbilly Bigfoot Paranormal Survival Guide. Now I did. I sent the book out to Jeff Muldrum and. Uh, a couple more folks in the, uh, the, the National um, Cryptozoic Museum. It's out in Washington. So I'm trying my best to get it out there more. So if anybody, you know, knows of anyone who's interested in, you know, you know, this stuff and can help me promote it, I really appreciate it. And I really, listen, you all, this has been so fun. I didn't expect it. I knew it would be fun. I listened to some of y'all's podcasts. You all do a great job. <laughs> Thank you. We're Thank just you goofy. so much. <laughs> no, you're easy to talk to. You've got a really great back and forth. You can tell you all have a great great marriage by just you know you're all the way you all bounce off one another you do it very well and it's just been an honor and privilege to come on and talk to you all so thank you and i'd love to come back soon yes yes please yes, anytime please. like i said you have my email address anytime you want to come on sir you you just give me a ring we'll we'll put you right. on anytime uh, y'all want a three-hour interview just holler at me hey listen because <laughs> I'll, I'll talk and talk and talk and i'll talk. absolutely no problem whatsoever <laughs> like it, it would be fantastic but uh thank you again guys you're listening to the spooky family podcast with our guest christopher appling the author of the hillbilly bigfoot paranormal survival guide didn't even get to talk to you about what we think men in black are. That's another that's another topic for another day. Yes. We'll we'll bring yes. that up when we do our all men in black episode. Uh but ladies and gentlemen, uh please uh stay with us. We'll be back from break right now in a few and uh, we'll continue on with the show.
Hey ladies and gentlemen, this is Elliot from the Spooky Family Podcast, and I want to remind you that our buddy, the Paranormal Trucker, has a brand new podcast out. Yes, you can catch the Paranormal Trucker and his crew, Snowman and Large Marge, anytime on YouTube. They're going to bring you spooky tales from the road, ghost stories, updates on new tech, conspiracy theories, and everyone's open road favorite, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> Are you troubled by strange noises in the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and call the professionals. 276-299-1681 We're ready to believe you! That's an awesome interview, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh. You still haven't listened to I it. I was involved. And I wanted to tell you. Yeah. and Wonderful like, time. He, such cool stuff that he talked about, too. Like, uh, the, how there's a connection between Point Pleasant and Elkhorn City and, and mm-hmm. all kinds of cool stuff. Like, really, it's, it's kind of neat. And, uh, hopefully we will <laughs> have him. It's kind of neat. Kind of neat. <laughs> we'll have him back on. Uh, I am a member of his Patreon and, uh, he is getting stuff ready for uh the hillbilly bigfoot survival is it bigfoot hillbilly or hillbilly bigfoot the hillbilly either bigfoot. way either way he's getting ready for part two and i can't wait for that because honestly, electric boogaloo electric boogaloo the third story there's three different stories in that book and the third one's about the mothman yeah it's excellent because i love the mothman so that's how that goes um, tell him what you have as your backdrop to your i have computer. his yes i have his his illustration of the mothman as the backdrop to all three of my work computer screens so yeah i wasn't gonna say how many monitors you have well, i'm important i have three so there i nice. have a third of a desk there you go so there you go nice there you go <laughs> but we are back and i i did not get to ask him what his favorite halloween was and i'm pretty sure that he would not have said the rob zombie one since this is the bookend of this whole thing, and then we talked about the hell, I would be remiss if I didn't say how much I love Rob Zombie, but I just don't like those Halloween movies. Do you and really I, think I, that Sherry t- Moon Zombie or Rob Zombie's out there listening to our podcast and going, God, we thought Gertie was one of us? I can only dream because you know how much merch I've bought off that man these years? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> how much merch you bought off that man? Yeah. I have two autographs. Yeah. A collector's edition of, I guess, uh, action figures yep. from House of a Thousand Corpses. Yep. That's worth a lot of money that's still in the package. Yep. Um, I mean. We have some just House of a Thousand Corpses random action figures that we have. I have Otis. Oh, we have some Devil's Rejects stuff uh, too. Captain Spaulding. I have all kinds of stuff. I have a Sid Haig autograph. No, no. I'd really like I Bill Mosley autograph. I wanted I'm, a Sid Haig one, but he's passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, we so. didn't get to go to that convention where he was at. Yeah. But um, I would like to say that his movies are very... They're polarizing would be a good polarizing, word. Polarizing, <laughs> yeah. You either love them or you hate them. 
I love him. I love Rob Zombie. I love his music. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was a pretty good concert. I can't. Absolutely top tier for me. It was all right. Uh, (laughs) By all right, I mean all right. Okay, hip daddy. Matthew McConaughey. Top rolling. What? If you ever played Need for Speed. I'm your Uh, underground. 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 My favorite Rob Zombie song was back when he was with the band White Zombie and he did okay. uh, Supercharger Heaven. Okay. That's my favorite. Sorry. I thought we were talking about Rob Zombie. I'm I sorry, Gertie. Many. I apologize. Sorry, I. Sorry, I. I love Demon Speeding. Uh, I Living love Dead American Girl. Witch. He provided. I love Lords of Salem. Just so our wrestling hating listeners can get mad, he provided the theme song for Edge. One of Edge's theme songs. He's One of Edge's theme songs. Yes. Never gonna stop. Never. <laughs> Going on. Stop. May. Listen. So we've been. I'm gonna slowly back away. Into so we've this. been talking to a Literally. lot of our listeners and listening to a lot of feedback that they're giving us. And they sure. say that they love they love the the podcast, but that sometimes we go too long with the podcast. Sometimes they can't hear me speak. Sometimes that's because sometimes you don't speak, and you need to just start. I'm trying, trying to, and then you guys said you were going to leave, so you figure out what's going on. Hmm? Let's just leave. If you want me to talk more, send an email to Gertie at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. And if you don't want her to talk, don't send anything at all. it's built in that way anyway uh so we're gonna try to shorten these episodes up so we wanted to say thank you to our uh uh, guest christopher epling please Mm -hmm. check out his stuff at eplingillustrations.com um up next week is an interview with our buddies the uh crew from the crew from the paranormal (laughs) trucker uh podcast and Beagle? I'm definitely going to try to make that. Beagle, you made it. We we recorded that one earlier. I'm sorry. But uh, uh, he was there uh, for it. Which makes Don't worry, own, I'll miss another one. Which I'll makes your... Which, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry, I'll let you down again. I, don't worry, I'll let you down just like what's he say when he never came back home after they went and got milk. <laughs> what's he say? I'll tell you that You one don't know his name, but some of them call him Papa. Back. Spoiler alert, our father is still with our mother. <laughs> what? He anyway. Did, he just did the whole trope of the dad that went out to go get milk or cigarettes and never came home. Yeah. And I said, I said, just, just FYI, our father is still with our mother. He uh, he is. I just want to let everybody know, though, I look a lot like the milkman. Oh. Wow. He is 5'2". And I am 6'6". Yeah. Six, six. <laughs> I am 5'6". But your mom is 7'3". That's a tall Mrs. Bigfoot there. <laughs> you just call your mom Bigfoot? No. I was making fun she of... She just called your all's mom Bigfoot. You about Bigfoot. said her name. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did. I'm going to say You've been calling... <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm going to say it. Boop. <laughs> that would have been a bad Christmas if I'd done that. Oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. Well, guys, listen. She still, <laughs> ma- she still make your favorite deviled eggs. Oh, God, please, no. Mm. 
Mm. Deviled eggs are horrible. And, and Buckeyes for dessert. Podcast, oh. you said some mm. things about me, Elliot. <laughs> Why is she decrepit all of a sudden? Have some of these nice. I think you're doing. Moist. You're doing dad, <laughs> but you're not doing mom. <laughs> Deviled eggs. All right, guys, we are out. I put we extra are... mustard in them so they're real, the real tangy. T- t- tangy. <laughs> You know, the, f- the best part is that we're all cracking up and everybody listening is going, what are they doing? Like, You know what? If they're here now, they've... <laughs> You're going to be here when Thanksgiving rolls around. So anyway... You're going to be here when Judgment Day sounds. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for listening. His lips are on the trumpet. Ampling, oh, that's a throwback to our new interview. You missed yeah. that one. But it was a throwback oh, is that, too. Is that one of the ones I let everybody down? <laughs> yeah. That's one. Amplingillustrations.com. Check him out. Uh, the Hillbilly Bigfoot Paranormal Survival Guide. I think I said it right. Check that out. I hope you Honest did. to gosh, one of the best, best people I've ever interviewed, and, and we appreciate it 100%. Go out and check out... Uh, what was that? Is there an 18-wheeler? Oh, my God. <laughs> Maximum <through> overdrive. <laughs> there is, go out and check out uh, our buddies over at Here to True Bubblegum, our buddies at the Paranormal Trucker, our buddies at Talk Junkie, uh, Seth's Daily Podcast, The Mountain Mysteries. Check that out. Uh, nerds in the Mountains. Nerds in the Mountains. There's a lot of mountains. In we're, getting a mountains. Lot of fr- we're getting a lot of friends is what it is, and mm. it's hard for me to keep track. I'm going to have to start writing these they down. They could be imaginary. So, yes. And uh, <laughs> also make sure you check out the calzone pepperoni at Little Caesars. <laughs> no. Make sure you check that out. Don't <laughs> Make sure you're not a creature of the night before you order it. of the night. I, I, seriously, guys, there is, I think, Little Caesars has something against vampires. We need to look into that. There's a long history there. And there's something. All right, guys, we are out. Requiest guy, botch. <laughs> We're out. I didn't See know if anybody week. knew that Beagle uh, used to play a lot of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I take Italian. Do remember, you take Italian? Remember when I said this was going to be a short podcast? <laughs> you sound like Brad Pitt and Glorious <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> uh, uh, I like me some Nazi no. stuff. Um, mm, uh, uh, Slingway? Or did you say Senor? <laughs> He makes uh, Christopher Waltz makes him uh, say it like Christopher uh, Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. He says, uh, "Bonjourno, boys." Yeah, <laughs> Bonjourno. He says, "Really get the, get it, you know." <laughs> get into bon-giorno. it. Bonjourno. <laughs> he's supposed to be from Tennessee. Yeah, he is from Tennessee. Supposed to be, yeah, this character is. Oh, that's good stuff. And with that, we're out, guys. We'll see. <laughs> we're you next seriously week. out. Watch the movie. We'll see you next week with. Uh, oh, and uh, this Saturday, a special Wrap episode. It up, Elliot. A special episode of the podcast Jesus. dropping. Where we get the first 16 entrants into our... If you think we're weird right now. Halloween Mad Men you turn into tournament. That. If you so, want to get confused. A very <laughs> yeah. special episode this Saturday. Make sure you tune into that as we drop the first 16 uh, entrants into our Halloween Mad Men tournament. Uh, it's going to get dark. Yeah, it's going to get dark. And we have a special guest. We don't know who it's that spooky. guest is yet, but uh, it's It's going to be random. Surprise we got guest. real friends. We got we got friends. <laughs> oh, and next week we may have another visitor on the podcast. Oh, okay. A certain ginger ninja. 
our seven-year-old wants to do a video game segment. The man, so the myth, the legend. That's probably <laughs> going to happen next week. So we're going to go. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Au revoir, Shoshana. Au revoir. <laughs> the sun is rising. It is time for the children of the night to retire to their tombs. <laughs> Excuse me, rooms. Until next week, dear listeners. <laughs>